All right. If you take your Bibles and turn to Matthew chapter 4, Matthew chapter 4. And so over the last few months, we've been looking at uh, going through the Sermon on the Mount. I'm going to do a jump off of that a little bit tonight and uh, also do a little bit of a end of the year review and candlelight service all rolled into one. Because uh, our theme this year has been, Sir, as we would see Jesus. And being visible Christians, being Christians that let their light shine before men. And tonight we're going to be in Matthew, sorry, Matthew chapter 5, Matthew chapter 5. And uh, we're going to look at a couple of verses and a question tonight. In 2022, did your light shine? Did your light shine this year? Only you can know if it did or not. God wants us to be lights in this world. You know, we look at the world today, we look at the darkness that's out there, and we're like, what's the point? How is my little light going to make a difference? How is my influence going to make any impact at all? And all the evil and all the wickedness and all the things we see going on in our country, all the crazy things going on in the world, wars and all of that, how in the world is my little light going to make any difference? And that's a fair question. But the one thing that we have to understand is that we have limitations as people, don't we? We all have faults. We all have weaknesses. But God is an eternal God, an omnipotent God. And he can take our little light and use it in a great way. And tonight, we're going to start in Matthew chapter 5. If we could stand together for the ring of the word of God, we're going to be in Matthew 5, and then we're going to skip over to Matthew chapter 7. So we're going to have two passages that we're going to read tonight. And if you could follow along as I read tonight, beginning in verse number 14 down through verse number 16. And Jesus said, Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, put it, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light shine, so shine, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Now go over to Matthew chapter 7 and verses 7 through 11. Matthew chapter 7, verses 7 through 11. Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For every one that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth. And to him that knocketh it shall be opened. Or what man is there of you whom, if his son ask bread, will he give him a stone? Or if he ask a fish, will he give him a serpent? If he then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your Father which is in heaven give good things to them that ask him? Let's pray together. Dearly Father, I pray that you would bless this message, that, Lord, we would ponder in our hearts, did we shine as we should have this year? And, Lord, how do you want it to shine in the new year? Oh, Lord, you are the light of the world, and you want us to shine to reflect your power and your light and your majesty. And I pray tonight that we would be prepared to do that. I pray your blessing and that you would give me the words to say and help my voice to hold out tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Maybe seated. Did your light shine? In all honesty, do we think about 
how our light is shining in front of the lost world outside. Uh, we know we have a testimony. We know that we have, uh, we know that people see us and people watch us, but do we have the thought, you know what, I'm wondering if what I'm communicating to that person is Christ. I'm wondering if I'm communicating that light. Would someone be able to say of me that they see Christ in me instead of myself? But tonight we look at this and we say, Lord, I don't maybe know how to be a light. I want to be a greater light. I want to shine brighter. I think our desire should always be to shine brighter. You know why? Because Christ's light is perfect, but we are imperfect. And in our imperfections, get in the way of the shining of that light. Just like tonight, it says here that we don't light a candle and then put it under a bushel. I don't think anybody here tonight, and by the way, please don't do this. Maybe I shouldn't say it, you know, kids, kids right? But uh, you, we don't take this and then go stick it under here so no one can see it, right? Well, there's a couple problems with that. Well, first, it's not what it's for. Second, you're going to light the table on fire, right? Uh, if you go and take it and you put it, put your hand over it, you know, you're not going to keep your hand over it very long, uh, but we're going to try and hide it. Uh, or we says a bushel, a pot, or something, a big something. You don't light a candle and then we go and cover it over so no one can see the light. Why? Because the purpose of a candle is what? So we can see, right? At least in our day, we don't use candles anymore. But in biblical times, the purpose of a candle was to light the way. Now tonight, I'll just say this. My wife wouldn't let me bring it, but I wanted to bring, I wanted to have candlelight and have uh, candelabra. We, my mom gave her a candelabra many years ago. She's used it like once. I want to set it right here. I wanted to preach by candlelight. I always love doing that. She's going to burn the church down, so she wouldn't let me bring it. Maybe next year. I'll keep trying. But uh, maybe we'll put LED lights in it, maybe. I don't know. Um, but uh, do that, you know. And she goes, it looks spooky. Don't do that. No, but, uh, uh, but tonight, but that's why we have a candlelight service, to remind us of something. Uh, I said, you know, Pastor, why do we have a candlelight service? Well, number one, I like them. I guess that's a good reason. Uh, the second reason is uh, that really it's an illustration of what Christ has done in our hearts. We have a light shining in our hearts if we're Christians tonight. We have a light shining in our life. By the way, that which is inward will be visible externally. Amen? There should be anyway. And our words, actions, everything. But tonight, when we looked at this passage in chapter 7 about prayer, asking, asking God. This is a great passage on prayer. And, we're, and this is not going to be my only time preaching on it. I'm going to expand on this a little more here uh, when we get back to our series. But I'm just going into this tonight because really, do we ask God for light? Do we ask God for light, applying that to this evening? Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. And so number one tonight, asking for light. Do we ask the question, God, how can I be a light that shines brighter? Our natural flesh wants to find ways to try and hide it, to try and diminish its impact. I don't want to stand out that much. You know, uh, yeah, I've got a light shining right here. You got to, want to see it real quick? Okay, I got a light shining here. Um, and sometimes your light shining not at all. It's only shining on Sundays. Uh, or it's shining whenever uh, maybe you remember to do your devotions this week. You got your light out and then you want to witness somebody. Or when it's visitation time. Or when it's occupation home front or uh, operation home front time. You know, I was looking at the slide at that today and uh, um, was uh, 
looking at that, I said, reaching Fort Hood, one neighborhood at a time, we've got to change that. Uh, it's not Fort Hood anymore. <laughs> so uh, what, what is it, Brother Co? I keep forgetting. Calvillos? Cabazos, okay. So four Cabazos. So, yeah. Adam didn't know that. Sorry, yeah. Because Hood was a Confederate general. Sorry. So can't have that. So they changed the name. I noticed, I, w- I didn't realize it went on the Ford on Thursday, and it's not Fort Hood National Bank. It's First Heroes National Bank now. Uh, so cause I know they had to change that because there's all kinds of things right here got to change its name. Anyway, sidetrack, going back to the thing. Um, I don't have Dayquil in me, so that's why I'm wandering a little bit. But, um, but we ask God, okay, how can I be a greater light? You know, we know our weaknesses. We know when we try and hide it. We know that when we try to maybe not be as visible, you know, we kind of have it out there. But God wants us to hold it high and to shine light in the dark places all around us. Don't you know, I know it's a blessing. We all know people that hold their light up here. Amen, we do. We know people, and guess what? We admire those people. And we think, wow, what if I could be like that? Can I tell you something? That is not the exception. That is God's expectation of you. To hold that light high, like, wow, they're just a great Christian, and they're wonderful. And you know what? Inside, we kind of desire to be like that, but we're kind of glad somebody else is covering it for us. Do we want to be that bright and shining light, to hold it up high? It's easy to get afraid. It's easy to get distracted. It's easy to say, you know what? I'm just, I'm just going to, I'm, I'm, I'm shining. I'm shining. I'm walking backwards, but I'm shining right here. Right? We got to make sure. How can I be a greater light? Second, you know what? The light of God's word, it is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. You know what? We need wisdom, don't we? Amen. We need wisdom. Do we ask God for light? If you ask and you seek, are you going to receive that light from God? Absolutely, yes. And oh, don't we need wisdom to navigate the world we live in? It's, it's just crazy. Uh, all the time, uh, of all the times to be a pastor, I said, God, can you call me 20 or 30 years ago? That would have been nice. Uh, you know, maybe I was born. But no, God chose for me to be born and called for this time. And I was like, okay, Lord, I'm going to need your help for this. Because, you know, we just came through a pandemic. I love what Jerry Ross said about it. He said everybody all of a sudden didn't know how to be a pastor anymore. Uh, because nobody had ever lived through, lived through a pandemic as a pastor before. So we had to figure all that out all over again. And now we live in an age of all these different things, of gender fluidity and all of these type of political correctness things. I understand we don't need to spend all of our time on that, by the way. We just keep preaching the truth. Amen. But you're going to have to deal with it with people. <coughs> We're going to start having to deal with it in our children's programs. It's going to come in. They deal with that fair haven, don't they? Probably have to, some people come in and have to deal with that. You have to know how to, what do you do? Right? You get down. Who would have thought that we would have to come down and teach kids, male and female, created he them? Amen? No one would have thought that 10 years ago even, that we would have to start doing that. But you know what? That's why we ask God for light. Amen? Ask for that wisdom and for that light, and he will provide it. Are you asking for that light to illuminate your path? Second, asking to be a light. God, show me, not only let me burn brighter, but show me how to be a light to uh, those you love, to our loved ones, those that we care about. Uh, not only, just, I'm not talking about just in witnessing, but also just being a spiritual encouragement. Amen? 
Isn't it great to be in a spiritual encouragement? Isn't it great when someone encourages you? When someone comes up to you and says, hey, you know what? I just wanted to let share this verse with you. Let you know I'm praying for you uh, and that, you know, you're just an encouragement to me. Isn't it great? And by the way, when somebody does that, they're not trying to just get something from you, okay? Some people have the gift of encouragement, amen? You know, some people have that and have that ability to do. They have a gift of encouragement, of exhortation. Praise God for those people because those are the people that keep you going, Amen. When you're having that tough day, God leads them and then they give that word of encouragement. And I know for some of us, that's not our personality. I just keep to myself and I don't say anything. And, you know, even though maybe God's pushing and leading you, asking you to put that light out there, to shine that light, well, that's just not my thing, you know. I just, I don't know. It says, I, I, I'm uncomfortable. Why? Why? Why would you be uncomfortable sharing light with somebody? The whole problem is if we're uncomfortable, there's something wrong with us, not something wrong with God. There's not something wrong with the message we're giving. There's not something wrong with what we're saying. There's something wrong with us. Why would we be uncomfortable? Only you can answer that question. There are many reasons, but I don't have time for them tonight. But uh, sin is one. <coughs> Fear is another, selfishness is another, uh, but all of them have to do with one thing, me. I have to make a decision. Am I going to be that? What do I, what do I say? Isn't it great that God has told us what to say right here? Amen. Amen. Encourage, go to the Psalms, encourage somebody. Amen. I don't understand what they're going through. Great. One of the worst things you can do in encouraging somebody, hey, I know what you're going through. I know exactly how you feel. No, you don't because you're not that person. Maybe you went through a similar situation, but everybody handles situations differently and feel things differently. You know, uh, have everybody ever, uh, I hope not, I've never had this happen, I know people who have, is that uh, there's someone trying to encourage them, and you say, yeah, I'm just having a hard time with this trial, you know, I just don't understand, I'm not, I'm just really having some doubts, but I know God's there. And then the other person says, why, why would you feel that way? That wasn't my experience. I, I did this and this and this. Man, I don't know why you're struggling. I had, I had such a great, I had a great victory and a blessed time with God. You know what, can I tell you something? That's not encouraging. That's not encouraging. <laughs> it's like, then you know what that, that only enforces. There's something wrong with me. As I, you know, God, instead of saying, well, God can bring you through. You know, I went through a trial that was similar to that, kind, but not just like yours, because everybody's trial is different, but God brought me through the other side. I want to encourage you. There is another side to a trial. Amen. Isn't it great when someone tells you that? This too shall pass. Amen. That is a, a great thing. There's a time for everything in life. Do you ask for that light to be a light to those you love? Also, do you ask to be a light to people you don't know? Um. Uh, yesterday, it was just kind of one of those, one of those things. I was out. Uh, uh, one of the dogs that we have got out of the yard, and uh, one, a nice guy stopped. And you know, it just seems to be a, a thing with dogs that I have. They like to get out of my yard. Anyway, uh, and we have any solutions for that? Let me know. But anyway, um, maybe not having dogs, but uh, <laughs> but <laughs> anybody want two dogs or great dogs? Anyway, <coughs> um, so this guy came over, and you know, uh, you know. Uh, he was, so, you know, I just, well, it was great. He started talking about the Lord and everything like that. And he told me he's a chaplain. 
Now this guy, he was an army veteran, and he was he was a chaplain. But he got a cigarette hanging out of his mouth. Okay, you know, isn't that kind of crazy? You know, oh, I'm a Christian. You know, I'm I'm a minister holding the beer, right? Or or smoking a cigarette or something like that. And I'm not saying he wasn't really a Christian. He was a really nice guy and uh, had that witness of the spirit with him. But you know what? Just him doing this. You know what? I said, oh, it's you know fine. I was glad to do it. I just wanted to be a blessing and an encouragement and just. Uh, prayed for me, and then just got in his car and went down the street. I was like, wow, there are nice people out there still. You know, instead of people coming over to you saying, did you know your dog was in the road? Did you know? Because they think they're a person, right? And then they say, you know, how dare you do that? I'm going to call the doggy CPS on you, right? Uh, And think, you know, man, you get on some of these social media apps and people get serious about this stuff, you know? Uh, It's a dog, okay? (laughs) Yeah, yes, we need to be good stewards, but they're not people. I'm sorry if I offended anybody by saying that, but, uh, but tonight, asking to be a light to those that you love and also to those you don't know. But then number three, asking and expecting. That brings us to chapter seven and the end of what we uh, looked at here in verse number eight. For everyone that asketh, receiveth. And he that seeketh, findeth. And to him that knocketh, it shall be opened. When we pray to God, it's not that we're going out with some metal detector hoping we find a million-dollar diamond ring someday, right? Uh, that we're going out to the beach. You know, people do that even around here. I've seen they go out to the playgrounds and they look for people that lost their jewelry. You know, people that are beachcombers and they spend all day hoping to strike it rich one day by finding that one ring, that one diamond, that one rare piece of of uh, of historical artifact whatever it is you know what when we pray it's not like that maybe once upon a time god's going to answer our prayer or maybe i'll just hit it at the right time and my prayer will put into be the answered box today that's not how god works god answers if we're asking him for light he's going to give it amen if you want to shine brighter he's going to enable you to do that If you need wisdom, he's going to give it. He doesn't want you stumbling around in the dark. Would you want your children, your children say, Mom and Dad, can I have a flashlight to go outside? No, you can't have one. They'll teach you some character to stumble around and stub your toes and and fall off a cliff, right? You know, figure out how to. Back in my day, we didn't have flashlights. We had to figure it out. No, what do we do? Sure, where's the flashlight? Here, yeah, use the flashlight. I don't want you to get lost out there. That's what, Je- that's what Jesus is saying here to them. Verse 8, For everyone that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth, and to him that knocketh it shall be opened. Or what man is there of you who, if the son asks bread, will he give him a stone? Or if he ask a fish, will he give him a serpent? If he then being evil, now is it not being uh, you know, evil as in evil deeds, but being sinful, sinners, we all are. Know how to give good gifts unto your children. How much more shall your Father, which is in heaven, give good things to them that ask him? But the problem is, do we ask? Do we ask? Do we ask in faith? God hears our prayers. Amen? Can I say that again? God hears our prayers. Don't doubt it. He hears our prayers. And also then God gives, gives us more than we deserve, amen? He gives us so much. Uh, Christmas time, you know, we, 
Yes, we receive gifts, but if we sit down, we come to the end of the year, and we think back all that God has brought us through, all that God's given us, all that God has provided, oh, it's amazing. And we got to give praise and glory to God for all that he gives. So God hears and God gives what we ask for. God answers prayer. God answers prayer. Uh, you know, and even with this week, getting those Bibles on, that's an answered prayer of mine for several years. How do we get on there? And found an open door. Praise God for that. And so that's an answer to prayer. I'm giving praise to God. And God, and guess what? God's word never returns void. And, uh, and I asked him, I said, oh, by the way, if, if you don't get all those Bibles out, you know, let us know and we'll come by. But I'm sure you'll all get them out. I'm sure that's what, exactly what I told As I was leaving, I said, if you don't get them all out, let us know. We'll come back and pick them up. But I'm sure you're all going to get them all out. He kind of gave me this look. Yo, yeah, 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 yeah. So, so pray that they get out. Now keep praying, okay? And that it doesn't get lost somewhere. But asking and expecting. What is our expectation when we pray? Do we ask to receive something, or do we ask like, well, we'll see if God gets back to me. I'll see. You know, ever leave those voicemails with that business you're trying to get a hold of, and we'll say, well, I hope they get back to me sometime, because they never do. God's not like that. God's perfect. God loves us, and God hears, gives, and answers our prayers. But how do we do that? How do we, how do we be that light? We are a light that God has placed in our hearts, that through salvation in the Holy Spirit, we are made as lights in this world. Looked at that in Philippians. We shine as lights in the world. So tonight, we're, when we light the candle and I begin to pass it, down the pews and one after the other. That is a picture of when one Christian tells somebody else about the gospel. They get saved and they pass it on. You know, the, the God's church would be humongous today if we all did that. Do you know it's very interesting? We're, it's very interesting about our culture uh, in America. Uh, we're very European when we, we keep things to ourselves. But if you go to Africa... Guess what? They go get saved. They tell everybody else. They tell their family. They tell their friends. And we hear these things, these amazing numbers. Well, thousands, hundreds and thousands of people getting saved. They must be false. It depends, you know, what group of people you're with. But most of the time, no, that's how it is. You know why? Because they get saved. You know, I love reading, reading Brother Fiza's letters. You know why? He's trying. They hear the gospel. They get saved. And they want to learn how to lead someone else. Hey, teach me how. And they go out. They hand out tracts. They want everybody else to know because they found Christ. Central America, the same thing. They go and tell everybody else. They spread the light. But in America, that does happen. By the way, we do see that happen sometimes. Amen. They just tell everybody. They tell their family. They tell their friends. They start bringing everybody to church. Amen. Why? Because it's something real to them. They're passing that light on. But what are we told today? Oh, keep your beliefs to yourself. Oh, just keep your beliefs to yourself. Uh, just keep, you know, I'm, I'm happy for you, but you just keep that to yourself. Why do you think we're taught that? Why do you think we're taught, well, we're just being polite? No, it's the devil's plan. That's the devil's plan, to get us conditioned. Trust me, I grew up watching kids' television when, during the 90s, okay? I watched Saturday morning cartoons. I know, lightning not strike, okay? But I grew up watching Saturday morning car cartoons and, you know, watching Captain Planet. 
you know, and different things like that. Some of you have no idea what I'm talking about. That's a good thing. Okay, it was an environmentalist show. Okay, um, you know, Captain Planet, he's a hero. He's going to take pollution down to zero. Okay, and so basically everybody, everybody that is a business owner is wicked and evil because they're polluting the planet. Anyway, <coughs> that being said, and then all these other shows, but also they had the public service announcements. You know, the more you know, those remember, those, anybody know what those are? Okay, yeah, the more you know. Some of you, oh yeah, you know what I mean. And so a lot of them had to do with tolerance. You need to tolerate things. So it's interesting. What we have going on today started way back then. And uh, to tolerate people, you know, they look different than you and different, you know, as kids are like, oh, you know, people from our different ethnicities, we need to be tolerant of that and not, you know, be racist and different things like that. But no, what it was, it was conditioning for what's going on today. And that started back in the mid-2000s all the way through. Sorry, I'm not trying to give you a history lesson here. But at the same time, during those things, it was uh, something that was tried to condition. It's like, well, you know, make sure people believe different things. You know, they would have those little cultural documentaries. You know, they believe their thing and you can believe yours. But it's just best to respect other people's beliefs. Ever heard that one? <laughs> and yet, do it now. Should we treat people with respect? Always. Amen. Jesus treated, always treated people with respect. He did. Except when they tried to blaspheme him, okay? <laughs> you don't see that when they didn't show him respect, he was God, okay? So that's not, we can't get into that example. But here's this. We need to respect their beliefs. So that, what that means is, and how that is applied, and how I was taught through all of these things, is that I can believe what I believe, but I'm not allowed to talk to somebody else about what they about that what they believe is wrong. It's not right to think that way. It's not right to think that way, that their belief is wrong and yours is right. That would be wrong. And a whole generation of kids has taught that. All the way through. Through us from the 90s, all the way through. And it's got even worse than that. And then the next step after my after Gen Z was accepting sodomy and all these other things. So what has that done? That has created a culture that we live in. We need to keep respect our beliefs. And I've heard, I can't tell you how many times I've heard this. When I knock on someone's door, oh, I respect what you believe, but I've got my own beliefs. I respect what you believe. Oh, can I talk to you about, no, I don't want to hear what you believe. I've got mine. I respect them, but then I'm not going to listen to them either. I, countless times I've heard that. Countless. Hundreds, if not thousands of times. So you know what we need to do? Is we need to overcome that thinking that's in our culture and that our light, we need to let it shine and pass it on. These are obstacles to the gospel, but unfortunately, we do we pray to overcome these obstacles do we pray? Say, Lord, show me. Give me light in how to overcome this challenge this year. We all have our challenges. We all have our issues. But do we ask for light?